Hello everyone, uh, here we are, season two. Are we saying season or series? Uh, I'm fine with either. I had an American friend say, why are you ending the series? And I say, we're not. We're ending the, it's called season, mate. And they say, it's been a month. <laughs> chill out, yeah. guy. Ch- ch- chill out, Chuck. <laughs> um, welcome to series two. Yes. Episode one of Sean and Elliot Read the Bible. I'm Sean. And I'm Elliot. Welcome back. Welcome back. We've got so many more Bible stories to tell you. Yeah, and they're all wonderful. It's kicking off. It, it's kind of starting a whole new era, a new storyline of the of the pod, of the Bible. Which yeah, is great. Yeah, I guess uh, so. And it all starts with Ruth and the two books of Samuel. Yeah, which is what we're doing today. And I think it's going to be a great time. And everything is fine. Everything is fine. So we're back from Devonshire. Uh, our personal lives have evolved in wonderful and exciting ways that will surely energise the whole vibe of the show you, that you've come to know and love. Yeah, and we're delighted to be here. Happy New Year, listeners. Happy New Year to you all. I hope it's brought some joy and some wonder. I've had some joy and wonder. Yeah? Yeah, my, my husband and my wife have returned from their business trips. Oh. So now we're all back together. The kids are still away on their business trip. Well, that seems a very normal situation. Of course. My nephew is back. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Lovely little Geraldine Jr. <laughs> yes. Yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And what's up with you? Enough of these fucking flim-flam family members. Exactly. What's going on with you, Elliot? Uh, just partying hard. Yeah. Partying yeah. hard, uh, working hard, and then sleeping. And now I'm just kind of planning my year ahead. I've got some projects on the go, and this is the time to force myself to do them absolutely yeah. name a project that you've got on the go uh i'm making a little short film that oh. with, some fr- with some friends i've written it and i'm gonna film it and who? if you never see it it's because it didn't happen and who are you <laughs> just didn't come to fruition <laughs> but i've made this a... mistake before don't promote stuff before you make it because it never gets made oh that's an interesting thing yeah um i have take the opposite approach and i would like to promote that in 2023 i will be directing chewbacca film Chewbacca, what origin? A Star Wars film. story. It's about little baby Chewbacca. How did he get all that fur? <laughs> yeah, he's done. How did he get it? <laughs> Must have come from somewhere. Find out in 2022. Is everyone talking in it like, <laughs> and then the subtitles are like, this is the most hairless baby I've ever seen. Starring Ryan Reynolds <laughs> as Chewbacca's mind. <laughs> Yeah, there are also exactly inexplicable right. appearances from those <laughs> those alien sultans from episode one who had a Japanese accent for some reason. They're in it. Yeah, and a lightsaber. So Ooh. come on. Oh, <laughs> that sounds absolutely spot on. So um, that, I want to promote that. I'm really excited. Um, I've written four pages of it. Just all you need, isn't it? And well, I'm just sell- just. Going to different studios, seeing who wants to buy it. Do you have the right to do that, dude? You? you own Chewbacca. I own the, the four pages I've written. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Could I, genuine question, mm-hmm. make a film about Chewbacca if I changed his name to Chewbacco? Chewbacco. Yeah, Chewbacco. I think you can call it Chewbacco if you make sure people know it's not part of the Star Wars, Star Wars 
films. It'd be called say, part of the Star World films. Star World, yeah, it's Chewbacco, a Star World story. Chewbacco, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. That, I think that's absolutely fine. Well, then that's what Got I'm doing. on you. Yeah. yeah. Chewbacco. That's what I'm going to every single... 2023. 2023. We've added a year. Forget about his album. Forget about his tour. Get it in for 2023. Oh, yeah. I should do... I should plug that now while I've still got you. Yeah. Listeners, you've got to come see me on tour next year. <laughs> this year. Fuck, it's this year. It's this year, that tour. March. London dates almost sold out, actually, at the Soho Theatre. That's so, very So if cool. you're coming to that, yep. you best get... Well... Yeah, if you're you better arrive, arrive on time, latecomers will not be. Uh, <laughs> if you're coming to that, then, then you're coming to that. So <laughs> yeah. good, for, good for you. Um, and then the rest of the dates are also selling some well, some not well. Oy, oy, oy. Do you want to completely coincidentally name some of the places that you want people to buy tickets for? Hmm. Well, it does feel like there's been a bit of a booking error in Exeter. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does feel like a lot. Like I shouldn't be. In the main theatre. In Exeter. Okay, if you live in or around Exeter. And you've got nothing to do on a Tuesday night. And you don't mind big crowds. Maybe go and get a ticket for a McLaughlin's. Genuinely, all of them have sold some tickets and it's going to be fun and fine. Yes. Um, but Exeter, put your foot down. What, do, what Are you coming to see it? Yeah, you told me to buy a ticket for Soho Theatre. When? I wouldn't have told you to buy one. You over one over Christmas. Oh. Yeah. I told you to buy one over over Christmas. Yeah, over Christmas dinner. I told you. Yeah, your fiance is getting the free one. I have to pay for one. Um, Here's a fun game. Go on. Uh, you took a call from your agent about ten minutes ago. Yep. And you left the room. Yeah. Because you didn't want me to hear about your business. <laughs> I certainly don't. Something important's missing from your living room. If you don't tell me what it is by the end of the show, you don't get it back. Wait, you've taken something of mine. Yes. Something important. Uh huh. Well, it's going to be a fun show. Do you want to kick off? It's the TV remote. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's the TV remote. Oh, okay. Why have you taken the TV remote? It's a fun game. That was not a fun game. <laughs> is that your idea of fun? <laughs> yeah. It's a really fun game. What would you have done if I hadn't have got that? Listeners, I am so sorry. I had no idea that he had this plan. <laughs> just really last minute thought about it. When I, I, I really, it, I really find it funny that I... <laughs> I was out there taking a call from my agent while you're in here hiding my possessions. You want to know what's worse? Uh, not the first thing I hid. What was the first I thing I picked you hid? up something else, hid it, and was like, no, I'll forget that. And then I took it out and then put the remote. I was like running around the room hiding stuff. <laughs> so it's really good to know that you've, that you're, that you've got your plans for this I've year. Got projects, that's um, Maybe the listeners can help you out on your film. No. No? <laughs> Fuck them. You watch it. Watch it. Or just like click on it and then go off tab and do something else. As long as the number goes up, right? I do wonder whether this is all going to... I can't see how this is viable. All the internet art. Art, art is a big word. I don't know. It's all I've, I'm pinning my whole career on it, so I really need it. How are you pinning your career on it? What are you up internet to? Internet art. You've got like to make your own stuff now, haven't you? Otherwise, no, no way of doing anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the old days when you didn't have to do anything and yet you still got to be famous. Uh, you did have to do stuff, mate. It's called sleeping with the more successful people. Yeah. But now we're all working out that that's not how you do it anymore and you need to do internet art. Do you think there's too many podcasts? People are talking about that online. Have uh, you noticed that? I think there's... All these people going, oh, um, 
a collection of what was it? a collection of white people is known as a podcast. Ugh, fuck you. Fuck you. Who the fuck? Is, like you haven't ever been on a podcast. I hate, I hate shit like that. Why? Why insult something that people are just doing? It's not hurting anyone. Yeah, we're not hurting anyone. Okay. Is that true? <laughs> We've probably upset someone, have we? I can't see how. No, we're just a couple of cheeky lads. Just a couple of cheeky lads doing a podcast. Leave us alone. Yeah. Leave us alone, cynical Twitter. <laughs> I say, tw- Twitter is such a good place, but can the cynical Twitter lot just, just bog off, okay? Uh, sorry, I uh, can't, can't help but notice a little bit of a dark cloud on the horizon. Uh, push past all the fun little alt-right and mm. political arguments you have like, oh, get out of the way, Ugh, mansplaining, all that. Can people stop insulting podcasts, please? Yeah. Can you Can you just insult- calm down and stop it, please? Listen, listen. You think we want to be doing this podcast? No. No, we don't. We do this because of you. You? You? Can you just please calm it down? All these comics doing it. They're saying, um, I, um, I wonder if there's too many podcasts. Uh, oh, there's a podcast. Fuck off. Fuck off. If you say that... You, you're allowed to say that, but you're never allowed to be on a podcast. Come cry about your dead pet for an hour and call it art, you piece of shit. <laughs> you Come sh- over here and tell us a podcast is shit. <laughs> we do this once, and then we make a different one later on. We don't just repeat the same sad story over and again. Yeah. Go, oh, isn't he, isn't he brave on this stage? <laughs> no, by the time you're seeing it, they're over it. They're over they're it. They're over their emotional problems by the time you're seeing it on stage. Right? Wrong. Right. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct, Amundo. Oh, anyway, there warm. are there are a lot of podcasts, and we're very grateful you listen to this one. Yeah. And do tell your friends, and keep those sweet reviews coming on the issues. Reviews and numbers are coming up wonderfully. Well, uh, you'd hope so. Yeah, and we're still not asking for money. Yeah, we're not. We're... Do you think that's a problem? <laughs> this is the thing I was going to bring up. <laughs> we're not going to ask for money, Yeah, but we have numerous times said that we're not going to have a Patreon, mm. and we're not going to do that to people. And make we'll people never, we'll never ask money. you for money. For the podcast. For the podcast, yeah, that's true. I can't remember why we said that. Because everyone else does it. Because people... And they make money from it. Yeah, and we have for be. some reason just shot ourselves in the foot. And I think it's out of a moral thing. It is, is it? a moral. I, I, think, I don't think people should be getting paid for podcasts. No, not for podcasts. But we might... There's a chance. We've been talking, listeners. We might be doing other things. And we might charge for that. Okay? Yeah. And it'll be... You'll get a cool thing. And you'll get to give us a little bit of money. And it'll be a little bit of money. And it'll be a little bit of money. And okay. you'll, it'll be you paying for something. It'll be you getting something f- with your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you what, Do you think we should Patreon? Ugh, just give it to a homeless person. Oh, I'd love it if you give it to a homeless person. Give it to a homeless person and tweet us and go, hey, this money was going to go in your pocket. Because it gets great publicity. That's great publicity. That's what we need, isn't it? That's, w- that's what we need. Yeah, do that. Do that. Give a pound to a homeless man and then tweet us publicly and say that you gave them ten pounds. Thank d- you. Tweet us publicly and then take a photo of that person, of that man, homeless man. Put, give him a pound. Say it's ten pounds to them as well. Let them think it. Let them go, oh no, we've changed. This is ten pounds. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then, but also, if you can, just do a small Instagram story following them spending that money wherever they spend it. As long and as then it's it, And then they, and maybe you could get the individual to, to like say this phrase, go... Sean Elliott, read the Bible, saved my life. Thank you, lads. And then we'll just get enough, and then we'll do hashtag. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, lads. Mm. And then you'll do that. Then that means you're a, a basic standard listener of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what we do. We don't ask for money, but we do ask. You pay it the, forward. Pay, yeah, pay. You, but we, what we're asking you to do is give it to a homeless person and then film their lives for a day and then make them say a certain thing. 
but not money, thank you. Um, speaking of which, how's your job? Uh, what, my office job? Yep. Oh, fine. You've never asked me about that. Yeah, fine. No, I ask you about it a lot. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I was just say it's fine. Yeah? Yeah. Great. No, I'm just, you know. Just a cog in the corporate machine, is that how you feel? I just got some big, yeah. Cog, I'm a cog in a, I'm a cog with a brain. Cog with a brain. Within a brain and a heart. And I'm creative and I've got plans for my future and none of them involve me being being what I've been being for the last 10 years. What do, you, what do they involve? A fight club. It sounds like it sounds like you're going to make a fight club. I'm going to make a fight club, but instead of fighting, we'll just kiss. We'll just take our shirts off and kiss. First call of first first rule of fight club. Kiss we me. all kiss. <laughs> first up, you two. But Bob, Jack, come over here. Give me a little kiss. No, you can go home now. Here you go. Why is it called Fight Club? I don't know. Just couldn't get over if I call it kiss. Kiss club. Kiss club. <laughs> kiss, kiss club. Everyone come over and give me a little kiss. First call of first rule of kiss club is tell everyone about kiss club. Yeah. And the point is that they drove there, so they're all fine with it. They all made the decision to be there. Because they drove there. You're all consenting adults to kiss club. <laughs> Thank you for coming to kiss club. I want to write a sequel to Fight Club and try and sell it and call it Kiss Club. <laughs> <laughs> Should we make that short film and then charge people for that? If you want that, let us know. Let us know. We will make Kiss Club. And what what would that involve? A man who loves his life. Yep. Loves <laughs> loves his job. Because every Thursday night <laughs> he drives out into the Cotswolds. Yeah. Gets everyone else to drive there because it means they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. And he just gets them to kiss each other around him. To kiss. And uh, he helps out all his friends. Yep. And it spreads and spreads. And then, but the big twist at the end is there's actually two of them doing the Kiss Club. Ooh. And that's a great because it means there's more people to kiss. <laughs> and then it ends with them just kissing. Yeah, Kiss Club. <laughs> I'm so on board with this. Do you reckon we could get Ed Norton involved? Uh, I wouldn't kiss that. But he's meant to be hard to work with. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh no, we're gonna need. <laughs> The last thing we need is someone hard to work with on the set of Kiss Club. Exactly. You need to be on board. Brad yeah. Pitt, he's a model pro. He'll he'll be back, wouldn't he? I'd kiss Brad Pitt. What was his name in that film? T- Tyler. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. Well, now it's Kissy Lips Lips. <laughs> Kissy Lips Lips. Ki- Brad, we've got a role for you. <laughs> Fight Club, yeah. Your coolest role that everyone loves. Ever heard of a little thing called a sequel? <laughs> Kissy Lips Lips is his name. And he goes around the countryside kissing people. Come over here and treat little Elliot during his first major movie role. <laughs> Welcome to the show. This is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun season. Yeah. Um, and we're going to crack on first with some great stories. And it starts off a whole new major storyline of the Bible. This is what people got on the Bible for. This is why you're in, you, you, you came here for the Bible. We're going to give you the Bible. We're going to do the Book of Ruth after this music. Book of Ruth. Yes, exciting. It's the one everyone's been waiting for. Oh, it's a wonderful book, this. Wonderful book. It's, we a, all it's a female-led story. We haven't had many of them, if any. I think this passes the Bechdel test. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you don't think it does? No, I just no, I just realised it doesn't. Well, let me tell you something about this, Ruth. I consider her a babe. Oh. You know what? I think the Bible would agree. Babe Ruth. Oh. I, you think, know, I think everyone would disagree. 
Babe Ruth. Yeah, no, Babe Ruth. It's strong stuff. What is, what is that? Is that a ba- basketball baseball it's player? It's a basketball. Is that a basketball? It's a baseball player. Baseball player. He was big and fat. Okay. Just like that king. <laughs> Henry VIII. <laughs> no, the one from the Bible. Oh, yeah. The one who pooed. Um, anyway, he was a bastard baseball player. Um, <laughs> He's a bastard baseball player. <laughs> he was a basket baseball player. Oh, okay. Anyway, the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth. I'd refer to it as a rom-com. I think it's a really sweet book. Yeah. I think it's really sweet. I think it's waiting to be adapted into a modern classic. It is modern. The relationships in it are fun as. Yeah, it's really it's really sweet. Yeah. There's one bit of it that really isn't modern, though, I think. <laughs> nah, not that bit. Yeah, yeah. The build-up to it's fine, though. Yeah. It's very good. Let's go into it. Yeah, let's blast off. Um, let's what? Bla- blast off. Wow. You're not on board with that? Is that not... I didn't know Stop I was with doing. a fun vibe. You know, I didn't know, I, didn't know I was two. doing a um, a podcast with a Blue Peter presenter. I just thought I'd kind of bring a new energy and vibe to it. Okay. Yeah. Blast off, yeah? Yeah. Here we go. We'll blast it up. All right. So that's your new catchphrase to Fli- begin with. Say it, say it, and I'll do mine. Can I do the full thing? Let's blast off isn't the full thing. No. Okay, what's the full thing? Let's switch on the engines. Let's flip the page. And let's blast off. Off we go. Okay. Here's the Bible. Yeah. It's about, oh, also, Ruth is about four pages long, which is why we're doing the book of Samuel as well. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. Oh, big start. And a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man was called Almelech, the wife was called Naomi, and the two sons were called Marlon and Kilion. Very nice. So, so far, so good. Little nuclear family inside the sad world we left in Judges. Mm-hmm. So they went to Moab from Bethlehem. Now, I... Is that it? Uh, sorry, Elimelech? Sorry? Is that how it's pronounced? Elimelech? Elimelech. 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 The son. The dad. The dad. Elimelech. Elimelech. Yeah. Yeah. Naomi's husband died. <sighs> All, after all that time figuring out his name. <laughs> Never going to say it again. Naomi's husband dies and she's left with the two sons. Now they married two women. One was named Ruth, as in the book of. Oh. And so one stick was Oprah. Oprah. Oh, is that how you read it? <laughs> yeah. I thought oh, it yeah, was... I read it. I read it correctly. Oprah. <laughs> um, Oprah. Uh, after they lived there for about 10 years, that's in Moab, both Marlon and Kilion died. Fucking hell. That's oh, rough. That's a rough time. It never says how all these people are dying. No, that's... That, do you know what? That's a subtext. I'm glad you mentioned it, because yeah. I think the mum might have killed them You all. think Naomi killed the father and the two sons? So basically, as we were saying, Naomi is now in this position where she's with Orpah and Ruth, her two daughters-in-law. Daughters-in-law, yep. So that's not an ideal situation, <laughs> but they all stick together. Now, shoot, they're stuck with a monster-in-law. <laughs> I've got to live with my in-laws. <laughs> Coming this Christmas. <laughs> your father and your husbands have died, but it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Coming <laughs> this Christmas. <laughs> the Thanksgiving <laughs> classic. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, Naomi hears that back in Moab, uh, that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them. Naomi and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. Yes. Back. Yes. To Bethlehem. Because people didn't used to like Moabs. 
Absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to your da- dead and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. I think that's a very brave move for a mother-in-law to make. Go very listen. Nice. My sons are dead, yeah. but there's plenty of dick in the sea. Also, back in the olden days, and not now, but an older widow would be absolutely useless to everyone in society. And she knew that. That's the point, is that she's going like, don't get stuck with me. Yeah. Nobody's going to treat me very well. She's like, and because da- she's a Moab as well, so they're going to like I'm diss damaged goods. Yeah. I've got a dead husband. Go and live your life. Go, just go out there and suck every dick you can. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm suck not Suck every I, uncircumcised I dick going about, going around. You want a foreskin? Then you get out. (laughs) Then she kissed them and they wept aloud and said to her, we will go back with you to your people. Yes. Because they're loyal to her. They love Naomi. Yeah. But Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? That's a weird direction to take that conversation. Uh, Yeah. That's that's her going like, do you know anyone? (laughs) The shopkeeper? He looks kind of all right. Is he about my age? I mean, can you imagine... Can you imagine if she did have two sons and they did both go on to marry Orpah and Ruth? What kind of conversation was that? For a start, they would be at least 20 years younger. That's fine, I suppose. Ruth holding a baby being like, cannot wait. (laughs) Cannot wait to marry this baby. So how did you two meet? It's weird, actually. Um, She used to be married to my older brother, who's dead. And then she pulled me from my mother's (laughs) womb. Don't be scared of the word vagina, Elliot. <laughs> I was thinking if that's correct. That is where babies come from, though, isn't what, it? What, the vagina? Somewhere around there. <laughs> Somewhere around there. There or thereabouts. Isn't it? It's from the promised land. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's not just too many white men podcasts, I swear. I swear. Yeah. We think there are too... There aren't enough, if we want my opinion, not enough white men podcasts. I've got a husband and a wife. We're ticking a box, all right? Carry on with the story. <laughs> We're not both straight, at least. If we're that's, both straight, then we've got an issue. That's our one saving grace. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm straight, and Elliot doesn't know what the fuck he that's is. That's why we're allowed to do whatever we want. It's because I've faced prejudice, and you haven't. I, All I right? have. I have. No, you haven't. I'm tall. <laughs> You're too tall. I'm too tall. All right. Genuinely, I don't think I've ever faced prejudice apart from when I'm at concerts. And then I do think I'm like, that is everyone judging me for who I am. And I just want to go, I'm allowed to stand here at the front. I'm allowed to spread my arms wide. And I'm allowed to whistle my whistle. Yeah, completely facing the wrong way from the stage. <laughs> Everyone's here to see me whistle. Uh, anyway. Yep. So Naomi assures her daughter-in-laws that she will not be providing any husbands for her, mm-hmm. for them, via her babies. So they should just go off and start a new life as they yeah, can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there were still hope for me. Even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth their sons. Would you wait until they grew up? They spend a lot of time. <laughs> She's the fishing there. She's going like, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she's fishing? Do you think she's sort of half going, oh, I really want them to wait until they grow up? I think it's the equivalent of when... Ugh. I think it's the equivalent of when... Oh, you just said a quiv. When you're with your mates. Oh, Elliot. I wish I was dead. When yeah. you're with your mates and you go like, 
I mean, we can't start a band, can we? Like, we can't start a band, can we? Um, but I mean, if we did, like, can we? I mean, that would be a terrible idea, wouldn't it? If we if we started a band. I mean, if I had a baby, you wouldn't marry it, would you? You wouldn't marry the baby I had. If I was, you know, to to bang the fishmonger, you wouldn't you wouldn't marry that baby. No. I mean, I mean, are we doing this? <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, obviously, only an idiot would actually start a podcast about the Holy Bible, but. Are we doing it? Are we doing it? Are we doing it? Do you think so? I think so. Uh, Have you ever been in a band? uh, No. I was once within one of these hypothetical situations, I was the manager. (laughs) And I think that's why it never took off. Anyway. Yep. They they weep at this again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Yes. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going to her people and her gods go back with her but Ruth replied don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you where you go or I I will go where you stay I will stay your people will be my people and your god my god she's changed religion just to stay with her mother-in-law is she is she in love with the mother oh maybe I'm just reading this now and I'm wondering that's the type of talk you get when someone's in love no. I mean, you said to, to admittedly, you said that to me before, but I, I know that's just because of a different thing. Yeah, that's but like, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, uh, no, I think it's just a really cool relationship between a headstrong young lady and an older woman who's lost away and needs to find her new value. Yeah, and now they're off on this adventure, this mother and daughter-in-law relationship. And they're gonna, they're sticking, to, they're sticking together. It's wonderful. It's they're sticking fun. together. They're going to find a baby to marry. Give me the baby. Let's predict whether it will be fit or not. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Keep those five-star reviews coming, guys. We Please. really do think... So far, they've all been fives. So. It's the, well, it's the best podcast on the internet. Officially. Officially. Um, Did you see that we are in the top 30 Bible podcasts, by the way? Top 30, though. Yeah, there's a little badge we can use if we want. Oh. I don't think they would listen to it, because all the other ones were sincere Bible podcasts. I don't... I, d- I don't feel comfortable. I think it's sad that we're not even top 10. We were, we were 15, which is absolutely perfect, isn't it? Because it means we're not good or bad. We're just 15 <laughs> out of 30. At one point... What does we that were, mean? We were the 15th most listened to Bible podcast. Yeah. Of last, last year, we were the most... Yeah, we were the 15th best Bible podcast. Well done, us. Um... <laughs> So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? And then in the background, there's someone saying, eh, there's plenty of rooms, plenty of rooms in my, in my hotel. And no one listens. It's just there's a new burgeoning business that's starting out over in Bethlehem. <laughs> little hotel. The inn business is booming. Only just. Only just starting. Yeah. People are saying. Well, is it going to kick off? Is it ever going to kick off around here? I guess time will tell. Uh, Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. If I knew what Mara was, I bet I'd get that. It means bitter. Does it? Yes. Oh. Do you reckon the other townspeople knew that? Or were they like, ah. Oh, yeah, great. You're going to get it tattooed, are you? (laughs) Yeah, cool idea, man. Get it tattooed. (laughs) Get Mara tattooed in Chinese on my wrist. Yeah. Why call, my, why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned to Moab accompanied by Ruth the Moabites. Moabites. Her you, daughter-in-law. You're doing well today. Are you being sarcastic? No. You're such a son of a bitch. Uh, 
Church, <laughs> arriving in Bethlehem <laughs> as the barley harvest was beginning. Oh. So, it, I mean, it is like a film. It is sweet. Yeah. I mean, we can have a bit of Kiss, kiss Club. Two, what, what, like in the break? We can base Kiss Club, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you mean in, in the film, we can base a bit on this. Stop trying to make Ruth and Naomi kiss. They've got other things to do. <laughs> All right? Barley season's just kicking off, and that's not relevant. It's not, it doesn't come in later in, later on. Uh, well, of course, um, Naomi did have a relative on her husband's side from the clan of Elimelech, a man of standing, whose name was Boaz. 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 Big, and... friendly, lovely Boaz. Mm, you like him, don't you? I like his person. I think he's a really nice guy. I think he's sweet. The vibe I get from Boaz is he's a fun uncle. That's the vibe you get from Boaz. He's a fun uncle. Fun uncle? Yeah. Do you think uh, you will ever be a fun uncle? Uh, no. Do you think if do you, do any do you have any nephews or nieces, Elliot? Uh, no, not yet. No. Do you think if and when that happens, stop trying to marry them. What if I bring a baby in here? You're going to be like, oh, you're going to marry that baby? Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's it's 2019. The world is moving at a fast pace, and what may have seemed odd even 10 years ago is now widely known as legitimate love. Fine, you can have the first one. <laughs> The first niece born to my family, you can marry it. Very good. That's all I needed to hear. Okay. That's all I needed to hear. Little baby Reddit. Do okay. we have? Do we have any? Um, do you have a time scale on this? Any idea? On... Uh, I can ask them. Yeah, but obviously I'm not involved. So. <laughs> I don't think I'd be a very good uncle. Do you not? No. You have an uncle vibe. Do I? No, you're a real cousin. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't know what you're, you mean. You're like. It's like you're not a sibling, but you it's, it's almost like you raised ever so slightly differently from me. But not too different, which means you're a cousin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People of the same generation raised you, but slightly it's almost different. like you didn't have a TV in your house growing up. No. So it's made you a bit different from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. We both play Boggle, but one of us does it so... If all the letters are touching, that's fine. One of the, the other ones like picks random letters out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you don't play bog up right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. We we play the same games, we do the same things, we do them slightly differently. Yeah, and one of us ends up a teacher, and the other one of us ends up working as a hardcore Brexiteer. You're such a cousin. Okay, carry Thanks, on, ma'am. What do you think you are? Well, what am I? Yeah, I think I'm so lonely. <laughs> okay. okay, so Ruth, I, th- and... I, I really thought that would be a fun question to ask you. Um, what, anyway, what do you want? I'm a little brother. I think you're a little brother. I think I'm everyone's little brother, which is really annoying. Why is that annoying? Oh, I want to be big, bro. Um, anyway, so Naomi and Ruth meet Boaz, mm. and Boaz listens to their story and determines that Ruth is a generous and kind and loyal woman. Mm. And he becomes a little bit enamoured with her and just likes her. Mm. And Ruth goes to Naomi, and Naomi says, I know Boaz. Boaz is great. He can redeem our family. Yeah, absolutely. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, Naomi says. That man is our close relative. He is one of our kinsmen redeemers. So that basically means if your family is damaged in some way by the the men all dying, yeah, he's someone who will come in and be like, marry you. And then it makes your family a bit more legit. Is that what that means? A kinsman, he redeems the... Yeah, I don't know if it's like, chose, if he's always been there. Or if she said, oh, this is what he can do for us. Or if it was determined that he wouldn't marry so that he can marry his like cousin or whatever. But the point is that then they now want him to marry Ruth. 
yeah. because that makes their family whole again yeah. and it means that their family can be their stuff can be like inherited yeah, again it's, le- it's legitimate again yeah he's the kinsman redeemer that, yeah. I've never heard that expression before no well no. you wouldn't have because we don't have many more wow yeah. yeah so Naomi and Ruth have set out a plan to get Boaz on board uh, but they don't need to do much because he already likes Ruth and they like him and Boaz says stay with my girls that's what he says he goes stay I've got a bunch of girls you stay with them and you won't be hurt who are these girls I don't know. I think they're sort of harvest women. Okay. Like the um, the woman on the raisin box. Oh, maybe it's like a cult. It might be a it's cult. It's like, I'm the redeemer, but he's just got a farm with a bunch of women in it. Well, let's see how it goes. One day, Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, should I not try to find a home for you where you will be provided for? Is not Boaz, with whose servant girls you have been, a kinsman of ours? She has to- a lot of questions, doesn't she, Naomi? Yeah, a lot of questions. Then Naomi says, Tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. It does start to sound a bit like a cult, isn't it? A lot of euphemisms in this book. Wash and perfume yourself, then put on your best clothes, then go down to the threshing floor. Ooh. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah. What's the threshing. threshing floor? Is that like when they... Is that like, oh, now we give you the secrets of the cult. Yeah, that's what it is. We are being threshed. Ooh. Don't let him know that you're there. Until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he's lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. So, all right. So, uh, if so he's that's... lying on the f- floor, just go and lie next to him. Well, yeah. I mean, at this point, I think Ruth could have said, you know, I, I actually think he's got a crush on me anyway. I don't think... Just talk to him about we it. We could just... Yeah, why don't we just open up a little bit? No, no, back in my day, this is how you'd use the we with the gentleman. You'd have to find them <laughs> sleeping, then you'd have to... Lie next to them and ask them to to go steady. So Boaz finishes eating and drinking, and apparently he was in good spirits. He went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. <laughs> Fucking pathetic. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. And he probably turned the and human woman lying next to him. <laughs> and he turned and discovered a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are kinsman redeemer. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. The kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. I will do for you all you ask. So Boaz is into this? Yeah, he's absolutely into it. Is this where we've been going wrong all these years? All we need to do (laughs) is leave our doors unlocked. Tell women where we sleep and hope that we'll wake up with them there at their feet. They'll wake up at our feet. Yeah. 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 Anyone listening to this, this is what we're going to tell you where we live. We're going to leave our doors unlocked. And if you're a woman, just come and lay on off by our feet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, please. Ignore the husband and wife. Just sit by my feet. Uh, he also said, bring me the shawl that you are wearing and hold it out. This is a bit I didn't get. <laughs> When she did so, he poured into it six measures of barley and put it on her. Then he went back to town. Did he pour the barley on, just onto the shawl? He's a real prankster. Because then it says, because then it says, uh, basically she tells Naomi everything that Boaz did. And he gave me these six measures of barley saying, don't go back to your mother empty handed. So what did she like just squeeze it out of her shawl and then they drink it? I I don't don't understand. Maybe it's some biblical thing. Whatever. Anyway, then they get married, but they don't actually get married. What what happens is in classic rom com fashion, another another contender enters the ring. Yeah. Where a closer relative of Naomi says, "I can marry her instead," 
And then there's like, oh no, is it going to be Boaz? Is it going to be this other guy? So this other guy who doesn't have a name. Oh no, he's just called Kinsman Redeemer. Could is, is kind of maybe more legitimate as an answer. Mm. But that guy finds out that Ruth and Naomi are Moabite women. Mm. And he's like, no thank you, because he's a dirty, dirty racist man. Yeah. So he says, no thanks. He washes his hands of the whole situation, leaves. And then it leaves Ruth and Boaz to marry and the... Uh, state and inheritance is all returned to Naomi and Ruth and they live happily ever after and what they do is Boaz and Ruth have a baby called Obed mm-hmm. and then uh, Obed begets etc etc all the people keep begetting the family lines continuing and for, everything's for right. a little bit yeah and then eventually it ends up with a young man called David 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 and David is going to pop up slightly later in this story yeah. And this is a family li- lineage that you're going to want to uh, possibly pop in your old notebooks there if you're making notes about the story of the Bible. Because it's possibly the most important family that we come across. Though we should also say that if you are making notes about what's in the Bible based on this podcast, you should, instead of spending money on a notebook, buy the Bible. Oh yeah, you're going to fail your GCSEs if you do that. Buy the Bible. Bye. the book of ruth quite short just one story pretty easy to follow and well is it going to not have any repercussions of course it's going to have repercussions it's the bible we're talking about here (laughs) it's weighty stuff it's the book of repercussions you know what i like about ruth and samuel what do you like is that it's kicking off a whole new adventure and i know i've said that before just this is fun okay this is like the origin story of where we're going now yeah because before, series one was kind of about the journey, of, you know, the start of the universe and then the journey of the Israelites to where they are now. Yeah. And now it's like something else is happening. Yeah, yeah. And that is laid out at the beginning of the first book of Samuel. There are two books of Samuel because mm-hmm. it's long. Um, But the first book of Samuel starts with Hannah. It's called like Hannah's poem. I don't know why, because it's mm. written like the rest of it. But Hannah's poem basically says... It's prophesied there will be a messianic king. Someone will come to earth who will be born on earth and will lead people into into heaven, will redeem them from where they are now, which is, as we remember, from the book of Judges, in a pretty bad place. The Israelites are doing bad. Yeah, they're they're doing bad bad guys. Yeah, Yeah, they're spitting, they're swearing, they're texting. Mm -hmm. And they're being led by the Judges. It's in the time when Judges... And the people come to a an important man called Samuel, who is a prophet, and they say to him, we don't want to be led by judges anymore. This is clearly the wrong thing to do. We want a king. We want to be led by a king like everyone else. Yeah. And so Samuel, being a God-loving man, or a God-fearing man... You can do both. Yeah, I guess You can both. fear those who you love. I, I regularly do. He goes to God, and he says, is it all right that they have a king? Mm. And God says, yep, go and get them a king, but make sure that he is a worshipper of me. Mm. He is a good religious guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Samuel goes out, 
And uh, he arrived at the conclusion that Saul should become the first king of Israel, or the Israelites, at least. Yeah. And Saul is just a good fighter. He's like a general in the in the army, and he's a, bringing the Israelites glory and fame by winning all these battles and stuff in he's, the way that all of, the, all of them have done. He's a solid guy. On paper. On paper. He's a cool dude. Yeah. He is, let's say... Leonardo uh, or Michelangelo? Well, I was going to go with more... Who's like a celebrity in the late 90s, early 2000s that at the time was like a great guy mm. that everyone likes? Yeah. But is, for some reason over the last two years, maybe fallen out of public love. I can't think of anyone that fits that description. Should we say... I genuinely don't... I, I, I don't think... There's got to be somebody. No. But like nobody loved... Kevin Spacey that much, did they? If you're popular, you're popular forever. Isn't that the rule? No, it's not anymore. So, anyway, uh, this guy's held off as being this great hero, but as it turns out, in his is personal life... Is Screech a good example from Screech. Saved by the Bell? He is Screech from Saved by the yeah, Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody loves Screech. Mm-hmm. He is the one everyone's tuning in for seeing his crazy antics. That's if what Saul is. Crazy antics is like very successful armying. If, his, <laughs> uh, if Screech was in the army and he was great at it, that's why everyone loves him. And he's a cool dude. Mm. Uh, he's like a... Oh, he's more like a sports figure. He's like... He's O.J. Simpson. Okay. He's O.J. Simpson. Yeah. No, he's Oscar Pistorius. Okay. Okay. Uh, he's a big, successful guy. But then it turns out that he is a piece of shit mm. in real life. He's Why? Too... What's Oscar Pistorius done? Uh, <clears throat> so, um... No, genuinely. Is Oscar Pistorius... What's he, what's he done? I haven't... I, I don't keep up with sports. He's, um... He's, uh... Well, it's like Lance Armstrong, isn't it? Wait, what? Uh, Lance Armstrong, what, the, the Tour de France champion who beat cancer. Hello? <laughs> yeah. It turns out that Saul is too proud of himself. He takes too much pride mm. in being this guy, and he thinks he's all that shit. Yeah. And he basically doesn't give a crap about God. He doesn't believe that God's the one responsible for all these winnings and stuff. Mm. Uh, and God is annoyed about this. He says that's not the man who should be leading these people... But he stays out of it. The point of these stories is God's not really knocking about. Yeah, yeah. And then that comes to pass, and then Samuel, as an old man, visits Saul and says, you've done wrong. This isn't what should be happening here at all. Uh, and Saul says, you know, go away, piss off. Don't want you around here, old man. I'm king now. I'm yeah. in charge. Yeah. And the Israelites are kind of fine with it. And the fights keep happening. They're still defeating their enemies, more or less. The Philistines are the main... Can you say bad guys? Is that all right? <laughs> well, in this crazy world, it's hard to know who's good and who is bad. We don't want the Philistines writing in, if they can. Why oh, is that? Oh, Why is, Philistines are associated with being like thick, isn't it? And being like not yeah. very cultured and not very developed. Yeah, you're but, a Philistine. But yeah. really, in the Bible, what it means is you just you've still got your foreskin. Yeah. Philistines are just like everyone else, but they've got foreskins. Yeah. Uh, I think that's enough, though. That's enough to put me off someone. Hey, we've all got foreskins. I haven't. We've all got foreskins. I haven't got foreskins. We've all got them. What do you mean we've all Every got them? Every man, woman, and child's got a foreskin. I, right? I haven't got one. Hmm? I haven't got one. Wait, right. Wait, I know what you mean. You mean it's like peeled back. No, I have, I have not like, got if one. If you just push it forward, it comes back. No, it it's doesn't. like a click pen. It's like a clicky pen. It's not. It's not. Mine go. It mine, is a clicky mine went pen. Away. I went to a, a building and they cut it off. What? Yes. Why? They said it was too big. 
<laughs> they said what was they said it's nice. They said the doctor. I, yeah. I said to the doctor, I go, I'm having a bit of problem with it. I hope it's okay. And I showed the doctor, and he was like, Yeah, that's that's too nice, and that's making us all look bad. So it's that's so- the prejudice you face as a tall man is that your penis is too big. Well, yeah, it's. Were you a tall man when you came out of your mother? <laughs> when we pulled you out of your mother's vag- womb, were you? Did you have to like? pull you out like you're making spaghetti yeah. in one of those machines. It was, like, like, I was doing, it was like I was doing the long jump. I was like, Whoa! <laughs> I was just so, I was so, yeah. I'm like all... a limousine coming out of a tunnel. It was more like a giraffe being born. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can imagine that. A giraffe with a very impressive penis, might I say. Well, not anymore. It's been cut off. Hey, it's fine. They took all my foreskin. You wouldn't have been and a my five then. and my six skin, if you're honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, are you going to just deal with your two and three skin? Um... <laughs> so the Philistines, uh, at one point during a battle, take the Ark of the Covenant away. This is cool that the Ark of the Covenant is There's... the the Ark of the Government, isn't it? <laughs> the Ark of the Covenant is stolen, <laughs> and uh, the Israelites are without it. And because God sees that the Israelites are still kind of bad guys and not doing it all right, mm. so He says to them, "Like fuck it, just take the Ark of the Covenant away." Yes. So they lose it, and then they go back and they win it eventually. Because the group that took the Ark of the Covenant mm. becomes sick and they get the plague. And I think they think it's the Ark that's doing it. Like yes. it's a cursed object. Yes. And then because of that, the Israelites can come in and collect it again. Yeah, I like about um, when the Philistines capture the Ark of the Covenant. It says, the Philistines fought and the Israelites were defeated and every man fled to his tent. So I do take a lot of these <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> military victories. <laughs> With a grain of salt. Is it just you scared people back into their tent? Bunch of pansies, aren't they? It's <laughs> a music festival. Well, as, as we know from previous books, most of the armies are made up of just absolute morons and weirdos. <laughs> These are the laziest, <laughs> weediest little like generals oddballs. constantly falling over. Just a bunch of jellyfish, yeah. yeah. The Philistines come to attack Saul's group, but they put at the head of their army a man, if you can call him a man, and that man is called Goliath. Hello. Goliath from Gath. Ever heard of Goliath, kids? Goliath. You know, Goliath? Goliath. Talk to me about Goliath, Elliot. Well, uh, Goliath is a man who is six cubits tall. Tall old man. Because I did work out, much like with Noah's Ark, how many of what's he would be. Yeah. Okay, so can you imagine this? Yeah. Goliath is six cubits tall. I can't imagine that. You can't. Well, I'll break it down for you. Thanks, With mate. my relatable maths. So, Goliath, if you... So, if you imagine... Um, uh, t- so, if you have two cars on top of each other, but like the back of the car is the bottom, so you flip it up, like it's mid-axe and it's flipped up. Yeah. So, the f- um, front of the car is up. Looking, Length of the car. Looking Godward. Yeah. But then it's and then there's another one on top. So it's two cars. So one car's looking to the back of the oh, car. We need, and we need, to, fi- we need to figure out higher. how you explain maths. We uh, need to figure this if out. If you say that both cars are nine meters, so then together they are eighteen meters, mm. which is one thousand eight hundred centimeters. Yeah. Then if you take off one thousand six hundred centimeters, so they're about two hundred meters tall. But then add another like. 70 how tall how tall how tall is he so he's like two he's just under three meters he's about two meters he's just under three he's 2.7 meters high goliath is 2.7 meters high yeah in modern age that's not that much taller than when we were taught this in school yeah 
We were told Goliath was a giant. Yeah. And I thought that meant he was like Godzilla. I thought, well, I didn't think he was Godzilla, but I thought it meant like... He was the size of a building, He was si- Yeah, I thought it meant like he was six metres high, ten metres high, three metres. I'm over two metres tall, I think. Do you think? Well, do the maths. Actually, no, you don't do the maths. You, do, right. you, you never do maths like on this show again. You have a bike and a scooter. Oh, but God, one kill me. <laughs> uh, so Goliath there is standing reasonably quite tall and looking very impressive. And he is known to be this big, scary soldier man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just looking how tall I am in meters. 1.93 meters. Okay. So he's me and a half. You and a half. That's not, so, that, that's not that tall. Okay. So if yeah. you imagine Sean... Uh, and he's standing upward, and then there's another Sean on top, but then you cut the Sean off you sh- you in shave, the middle. You shave not a in the way. quarter off the top Sean and a quarter off the bottom Sean. Yeah, and then that's the. If together, if that was yeah. one man. So it's not like a man with uh, doing piggyback, it's more like one man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that's Goliath. That's Goliath. Okay. And if you don't get that, then we can't help you with your GCSEs. So he's there, he's the big bad guy, he's the Ivan Drago of the Philistines. It says in mine he's over nine feet tall. Mine says six cubits. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armour and bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. And on his legs were bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung to his back. His spear shaft, I don't want to hear about this, was like a weaver's rod. Oh, God. Sounds like such a sinister, imposing fella. And its iron point weighed 600 shekels. Why do I want to hear about this man's bellend? I thought shekels was currency. His shield bearer went ahead of him. I don't get this. I don't get this. Wait, the shekels... So, in olden days, was it like they paid you in gold and then how much it weighed was how good it was? Is that what it is? The gold standard. Because shekels seems to be how they measure weight and money they go like i paid him four shekels so shekels is that, is that is like, like is that like random like, chunks the... of gold and if you weigh it that's worth four but that might be in three pieces or it might be in eight pieces well i guess they were probably linked to the gold standard what does that mean what it used to be the gold standard was how currencies were measured so it was how how strong a currency was how much of it you could get for a certain amount of gold but now no one really uses the gold standard now they use pe- pe- now it's petrodollars what? Some man told me this the other day. It's pe- it's all petro. It's petrodollars now. That's why the dollar is still the most powerful currency. <laughs> it's because every all oil is measured in in dollars, and so everyone measures everything else against the dollar. But actually, they shouldn't measure it against the dollar. <laughs> Who's this man? He he told me loads of stuff about how the financial system is going to collapse. Did he tell you how you're going to die? He well? lived in a, he lived in a van. I mean, he di- What can I say? He's he's storing. Canned foods and water. So I, you know, I I take his advice. He thinks it's all about to crash. You've been waiting to tell someone this, haven't you? No, I How do you mean the gold standard? <laughs> I don't know about that, but I don't, I think I've got that wrong. He was, ri- everything he said was riveting. Everything. And he was like, and he was talking and talking. He was like, this is why this is, this is why this is corrupt. This is why this economic system will collapse. This is why these banks will collapse. This is why this, blah, blah, blah. And then he went, Donald Trump is a genius and he's the only man who can kick it to the establishment. <laughs> and I said, ah, oh, cool. I am leaving this conversation. <laughs> I have no idea what situation you're in for that. But he grabbed you on the way out and said, do you know any way I can get my thoughts out there for free? Just broadcast them on the internet. And you're like, no, there's too many. No, sorry, there's too, too many, many white men. <laughs> too many white men out of vans doing podcasts, if I'm afraid. You... All right. 
So during this time, during the time when Goliath is leading their army and the Philistines are becoming a great army mm-hmm. and Saul's kind of pooping his panties a little bit because they need a hero to go and defeat this giant. During this time, Saul has gone out to find who he believes should be the new king, a man who is a God-fearing man, who believes and puts faith in God. It was God. Henry Kissinger, apparently, who set up the Petro Dollars, by the way. Fucking kill you, I will. He was, he was, it was Henry Kissinger. Who's Henry Kissinger? <laughs> Only the greatest war criminal that you've never heard of, apparently. Yeah. Even though I have is, heard of him. Who is he? I haven't heard of him. He's a war criminal. He was like the foreign guy under Nixon. He was the foreign... What, what foreign guy under Nixon? He was like the foreign minister. It's like... What's like it's weird that it's happening, because it seems like you know some of it... But you're so not confident in I it being not right. In it. But you keep leaping in with it, like you want to tell me. He reckons it's, it's like you're reckon, a dog he... who knows a trick, but the trick is to break its own leg. Like, like you come and be like, oh, Henry Kissinger. So, oh, who's that? Oh, he's the um, uh, um. <laughs> like, let me tell you. Let me just tell you how the world works. Okay. Right. Let me just educate you and the listeners okay because right. i was like you i was a sheep we're on the and then cu- i went we're to... on the cusp of a famous bible story and then here. i went to uh barcelona for two days and i talked to one man in a bar for half an hour and now i know what the world's like okay he lived in a van do you think that was through choice admittedly he did say to me he was on the run from the police in berlin i don't think less of him for that how old is this man probably mid 50s uh, what i get up to some scrapes uh, <coughs> you t- all right how about you tell the story you keep telling the story of david and goliath and then i and intermittently i'll keep telling the story of sean and frederica of what, of what this guy of this guy okay 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 you go first okay uh, this is great i think this is listeners you this, you're getting two podcasts in one mm-hmm. yeah so samuel f- goes out and finds david who is sh- like a shepherd and he's got a flock and uh, Samuel says to him, I believe you should be the new king. I mm. want to put your power in you. Very much like the European Central Bank did towards Silvio Berlusconi's finance minister, whose signature is apparently on every euro. And David says, but I'm just a mere shepherd. And Samuel says, well, you have the power of the Lord because he, you have faith in him. You have belief that what you're doing is from him and that he is, he is the source of all good things. So the idea, I think, is that the Vietnam War cost the US more money than they thought, and they paid all of the um, soldiers in new money. So David uh, returns with Samuel to the army and to uh, King Saul, and they say, this is the man who should lead us. And Saul says, but why him? And everyone says, this is just some weedy guy. And David says, well, once I was tending my flock, and a lion and a bear came and took away my sheep. And I went, and with the strength of the Lord behind me, I defeated the lion and cut off its head, and I defeated the bear, and I saved the sheep. So even though I am weak, I have great power behind me from faith. At this point, I said to Bert, his name was Bert, I said, quantitative easing? And he went, no. And that was all I said for about 20 minutes. And so David went uh, to prepare for his fight. You're going to cut my bits, aren't you? (laughs) You're going to cut. It's too real for you. No, it's not. It's not real. I don't think any of it's been real (laughs) so far. I like the bit that the last bit of your story is you doing exactly what you're doing now, but to Bert. It's like an inception story within a story where then he says, why have you just said quantitative easing? And you go, because I know the phrase quantitative easing. I don't know. And then you'll be like... "Um, 
uh, I learned about quantum easing <laughs> because when I was in Belgium, um, I met a little girl and she said, would you like to buy some flowers? And I said, no. And she said, well, this is because of what happened in Korea in 1946. Yeah, all, right. all right. You keep finishing this story. I'm going to look up petrodollars. Okay. <laughs> oh, David's getting ready to fight Goliath. Who? I wasn't listening. David's getting ready to fight Goliath. And uh, Saul and his men bring him all the best armor and the best spears and the weapons. And David says, no, I'm not worthy of this sword. I haven't earned it. I will take what's right for a man of my level. So he takes his sling and he takes a stone and he goes out basically without any armor on to face Goliath. In one corner, a big 2.7 meters high man. In the other, uh, what, like a 1.8 meters tall man maybe (laughs) with just a sling and some stones. Who's going to win? Ding, ding, ding. You, have you done any of it? I, I, it's going to be too long. I'll do it at the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, also, I want to know who wins. So at this point, Goliath charges forward with his big spear and his sword. Rawr! He says, Rawr! For Russia! <laughs> and Ray, then... Is it Ray Romano? <laughs> no? What? <laughs> I can do other impressions. Okay. All right? Okay. Okay, okay. Um, in this version, Goliath is played by who? And then I'll do it in that. Um... Uh... RuPaul. Okay, RuPaul it is. And uh, who's playing David? Um, I guess Henry Kissinger. Okay. Uh, I can Seth MacFarlane on this. I can do this. Okay. 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 So Goliath... Is, it, is that is that your level, is it? Yeah. That's your idea of like a really talented guy. Goliath charges forward and says, may the best fighter win. And then he Cover runs, girl. charges. Do a beast on the floor. Head to toe. Let you don't pick up that rock, and then David says, "I'm a David Kissinger, and I will uh, pick up uh, this uh, stone." And he pick up. Uh, oh no, I can do that in my voice. And he picks up the stone and he puts it in the sling, and he slangs it. The book says he slang the stone because he had faith. He said, "God will make sure this stone hits that guy in the head." I'm so out of breath. Mm-hmm. And the stone flies through the air, and he says, Sucre bleu, the stone, she fly. And the stone flies straight into the head of RuPaul. Ah! Oh. Uh, oh, I'm trapped between a rock, a rock and a hard cock. A rock, a rock and a hard cock. Yeah. Um, oh, you're going to have to, you're, you're gonna have to put my feelings in a sling. Looks like David. Fuck, I'm on fire! <laughs> looks like David's ahead of the game. Whoa! And the stone lodges itself straight into I'd like to give you skull. a kiss in, in her. Yes, another one. It wouldn't make sense, though, because t- it's the actor. Uh, the stone lodges itself into Goliath's skull. Goliath falls. He's defeated. He's dead. He's dead, boy. David emerges as the winner. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Adrian! <laughs> and then that carries on. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Um, I think our listeners are going to really like this episode. I think it's so action-packed. I think there's, there's a lot of action and there's a lot of thoughts. But there's a twist in the tale. It's not a happy ending. Oh, no. So at this point, David is brought up the ranks. Oh, and Saul that. hires him to be his like main general to lead his armies. Mm. David becomes more and more popular and famous. People say... Saul has defeated thousands of men, and David has defeated tens of thousands of men, and Saul gets jealous. Mm. 
and says, you can marry my best daughter and you will lead my armies. But what he's really hoping for is that David will go out and get killed by the Philistines because Saul did try and kill David himself with a javelin. But the javelin missed because God was on David's side. So Saul became scared and said, well, if I can't do it, the Philistines will do it. Yeah. So he goes out there. David doesn't die by anyone's hand. So Saul says, fine, I'm just going to do it myself. David gets wind of this and runs and hides in the wilderness. So Saul can't find him. But then Saul's still engaged in these battles and the Philistines corner them. And he says to his servant, hey, you, kill me because I don't want to be taken by the Philistines. And the servant says, no, I won't. And so Saul says, fine, I'll do it myself, bitch. And then he stabs himself with his own sword and he he dies. That's how he says it. Oh, no. That's uh, really try hard, actually. I'm kind of glad he's gone. uh, I'll do it myself, thine bitch. And then he stabs himself and he dies and falls on his own sword. And then the servant kills himself as well and says, I will join the man who is leading me. So then Saul is dead and David is lost in the wilderness. To be continued in Samuel 2 after this break. Whoa! I'm so out of breath. Well, the term petrodollar warfare mm-hmm. refers to the alleged motivation of US military offensives as preserving by force the status of the United States dollar as the world's dominant reserve currency. So David's on the run. He's in the wilderness. He's hiding in the bushes. No one's going to find him. But then he returns to the kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, of which I've forgotten the name. It's one of the big ones. It's like, you know, whatever. Not Jerusalem, but maybe Jerusalem. Um, I mean, the book is literally in front of you. Why don't you just fucking look it up? Uh, the writing is so small. <laughs> it's so small. He returns to the kingdom. And because he's such a great guy, David returns and he mourns the death of Saul and the people who tried to kill him. Because he's a great dude. By 1975, all of the oil-producing nations in OPEC had agreed to price their oil in dollars and to invest surplus oil proceeds in US government debt securities in exchange for similar offers by the US. It is a conspiracy. And then the Israelites and the people in charge, like the elders, say to David, you know what? You're going to lead us. You're going to be King David. Ooh. King David. (laughs) He's risen to the top. He is like... It, on paper, what I assume Rocky would have been in Rocky Five if that wasn't such a shit film. You know, like when he's all successful and rich. I've only ever seen the first Rocky. Say what? <laughs> You've only ever seen the first Rocky? I've only ever seen the first one. That means you haven't even seen the best of Rocky. Well, how is it better than that one? Um, four. Why is four so good? Um, because it's biggest stakes, most personal, best action, the best way to... Uh, why is four... It's, isn't isn't Rocky like four, though? Isn't four, four breaks down the idea that what makes a real winner a winner is hard work, determination, and real stakes in what's happening. Not just all the money and the scientists and the big sports technology equipment that Ivan Drago's got. Okay, Rocky okay. goes up to the mountains and does his own shit. And sure, all right, they have the fight. Rocky wins. But Ivan Drago does damage Rocky's brain so that in five he's a bit thicker than usual. But still proves the point. It's a beautiful film. Is it actually good, though, in the way that the first Rocky is genuinely a great film? D- for it, I would say... Because only... based on how you described it, it doesn't... 
It doesn't sound like it's actually a good... I'm sure it's a lot of fun, but it doesn't sound like it's a good film. It's, it's Rocky running up a mountain and a beating film. a techno It is man. a great film. It's one, four, two, six, and then Creed is like a different list. But four, one, two, six, the other ones didn't exist. Okay. Three and five are garbage. What happens in three? Is that the one with I Hulk Hogan? No, that's the one with Mr. T. It might, Hulk Hogan might be in it as well. What's the one, what happens in five? Who does he fight then? Five, I can't even remember. It's just shit. <laughs> it's so shit. Five people ignore five. Okay. Six is good. Six is sad. Cool. What's happening? David's got I brain damage. I genuinely have no idea. David's, <laughs> so, all right, so know. David's got brain damage. He's living in a big house. He's got a robot butler. He's got a son now. Which one of us is telling the story? Is it me? What? <laughs> yeah, just carry Let's on. go back. Hey, guys, we're just jesting, right? Here's the end of the story. Here's the end of the story, Jess. So now we meet David and his downfall. And his downfall comes in the shape of a lady, as it sometimes does in this book. But this time... She hasn't done anything wrong. Well, she does, <laughs> but not, not in the same way as, like, Delilah. It's different. So David spots a woman called Bathsheba. Bathsheba! And he falls for her. Oh. But Bathsheba's married. Doesn't matter to David, though, because he's hot shit now. It's gone to his head. He sleeps with Bathsheba, feels terrible about it, and then has her husband assassinated to kind of cover it up and be like, well, we've got nobody to blame me anymore that is a sto- that is an astonishing development yeah isn't that astonishing so david imagine that david has some that lovable words. man that we used to it is like the godfather part i think samuels is like the godfather it's okay. like part one is like this humble little guy yeah it's just and then by the end of part two he's a he's he's sitting on a bench looking out going what have i become uh-huh. what have i become oh it's kind of like hamilton you know what we should just say the bible is the bible because it came first the Bible is kind of like the Bible, isn't it? The Bible is the Bible. It is funny, that, actually. The more I read it, the more I realise, oh, God, it really is the Bible. But it's super confusing, because sometimes the Bible's the Torah. I think we've finished the Torah now. Have we? I think it. I think we've finished the Torah. It's not called Sean Elliott, read the Wikipedia, guys. We're straight up reading the Bible, we think. Okay, so that happens. Guys, if you want Sean and Elliot read the Wikipedia, then you should have listened to that podcast that ran for 450 episodes <laughs> and was widely regarded as one of the worst things on the internet. Okay, so at this point... David's at his lowest. He's at his lowest. But he's, he's killed some... a man, but he just got laid. So actually, it's uh, not that bad. Exactly. And further down, one more little story to wrap up. David has three kids. Absalom, a daughter called Tamar, mm-hmm. and another son called Amnon. 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 Uh, is creepy little perv. <laughs> creepy little perv. He is. Because Amnon he is. wants to do his sister Tamar and he tries to and I think he does succeed in having sex on her. Now enter the hero of the story Absalom. Are you keeping up with all this listener by the way? There's a <laughs> lot hitting you in this episode. I, I frankly don't really know what's going on anymore. Absalom kills Amnon. Mm. So then all that's left is Tamar who has been uh, sexted by her brother and Absalom, who has a... Sexted? Is that what they did? Sexed? They sexted. Okay. Um, Have you ever sexted? Not properly. I don't think that counts. I, what do you mean? What did you write? I was just inviting people to Kiss Club. Nobody replied. Oh, I least... saw you read it, Stephen. Uh, so. <laughs> so you invited Stephen to Kiss Club? Yeah, of course oh. I did. Yeah. Kiss Club, tomorrow night. <laughs> Hertfordshire. <laughs> Anybody able to give me a lift? <laughs> 
Uh, anyway. We could practice the kissing at the red lights on the way. And at this point... I'll shove my gear stick up you. <laughs> oh, fuck you. At this point... Yes, Ab- that, yeah. Absalom then tries to take down David mm. because he sees that David also isn't a righteous man. He's not the leader that he once was. Mm. So David, again, goes on the run. He goes into the wilderness. He does love that, doesn't he? He loves it. Yeah. Difference this time being, he is a bad guy now. He yeah. did do the thing that they want to kill him for, mm. which is killing a man and sleeping with his wife. Mm. So Absalom comes after him. Not in that order, though. No. Uh, and he'd, then... already fi- he'd already fucked the wife. <laughs> yeah. He just killed the man because he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of the point, like, isn't it? If you killed a man to fuck a wife, you'd go, well, fair enough. But like... We're only raised to think that David's a hero. We don't hear, out, hear about this bit. No. Absalom dies. How does he die? Uh, it's an old man, I think. He's an old man. <laughs> it doesn't really say, so you can give him a death. He uh, accidentally stubs his toe, uh-huh. and due to his strong Rastafarian beliefs, he doesn't attend to the toe. He sits and smokes weed, and eventually it becomes gangrene, and it spreads up his leg, and he dies because of the initial cut toe. Yeah, it probably was that. So King David... Uh, How dare you suggest there are too many podcasts? <laughs> so, uh, David... How dare you? We have, we have a right. We do have a right. It's free speech. I really, by the way, have I, ever, I do not believe in free speech. What do you mean you don't believe in free speech? I don't think they should. Can someone please explain to me why they think free speech should exist? What do you mean? Because I absolutely do not think it should. Well, here we go, listeners. The truth about Elliot comes out. You don't believe in free speech? I think you should. I think you should. If you are out of ignorance, you should be able to say something. What do you mean? Free speech is often touted by the people who have bad views on stuff. Mm. And those views are based on, like, lies and incorrect information and things that are wrong. Mm. And the people who are factually correct are often the ones who are morally correct. Mm. So I think, much like voting, if you're too thick, you shouldn't have an opinion and you shouldn't have a vote. And I think free speech is one of the most dangerous things in the world. We shouldn't allow it. I should be dictator of all things. Everything would be more peaceful if I was in charge. Wow. If I was the king, wow. if I were to defeat David myself... If you were the king, I would you lead... would be hiding in that wilderness fucking no, within three no, hours. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You would be hiding in the wilderness. I would lead not just the Israelites, but all mankind you'd and womankind. Husband, or... You'd fail in your assassination attempt and you'd hide in a common. I would absolutely not do those things. I would ensure that people who don't have enough information get more information, they become better people, and we cut all this nonsense out that we're all going through at the minute. You have got some fucking nerve saying you don't like free speech. Do you think this podcast would exist if we lived in a country that didn't allow free speech? We are revolutionaries. No, I think I, we live in a country that allows free speech. But I think we've earned the right for free speech. There well, are other I... people who are, haven't earned that right who are the loudest. Stup- they're stupid yeah. people. Yeah, they're idiots. They shouldn't be allowed to get... We should pull them aside and say, no, read this. And then they read it and they go, oh, you know what, we're wrong. I hate, I, 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 I hate this thing where you have to die on a soapbox about imaginary concepts. King David is leading the Israelites <laughs> and that's how it ends. And David, this is where it becomes fun, right? This, this is where it becomes... If you've listened to the first two hours of the show, well done. It now officially becomes fun. So the, In the eyes of... The, well, I, was, I mean, Elliot Mussolini. The reason we'd, I would be a great dictator... Would you make the trains run on time? Yeah. All right. No, you know what I'd do? I would put all of the energy into building something that's better than trains. 
transporters, transport machines, bingy boongy, and it'll be free because there's no staff. Okay, where does it get fun? And we'll talk about your extreme political views. Extreme. They're not extreme. They're not extreme. What you're suggesting is a police state where people aren't allowed to have opinions unless they're smart. Yes. You're saying that people should not be allowed to protest or appear on television unless they pass your personal vesting process. I think they should have opinions, but they should express them quietly to regulated officials. And then if they don't pass my level of, like, intelligence and awareness and what to if they society, don't pass what, what then those do? people have to go into a reprogramming, re-education yeah. environment where we teach them facts that will then naturally change their opinion about the world, mm. and then they will be allowed out. The regulators will see, oh, you've, you've done better now. You now know about the struggles of X, Y, and Z, and so yeah. you don't hate them anymore. Yeah. Then they are allowed to go into society, but they're under watch. <laughs> they're under probation for the first while to make sure they're not just pretending. Mm-hmm. And then society is happier yeah. because they're not committing hate crimes not being ignorant on the internet about shit because they now know more about mm. different people and why it doesn't matter where you're born etc everyone's just a person yeah right respect yeah so re-education centers for like dumb adults will immediately cut down all problems we have it's not it's, it's not extreme everyone should wear the same clothes and then we don't have problems anymore right? wow. everyone just wears the same grey jumpsuit Yep. So the place where it becomes fun now is if you lump Ruth and Samuel together as one book, it's the start of one family, of one lineage, the dynasty. Yeah. Right? And it comes back to Hannah's poem at the start because this lineage will lead down to the the king, the messianic king. The messianic king who Hannah foresaw, who there, there was a prayer about exactly. him. Exactly. We don't know when he's going to be here. We don't know, we what, don't his know what his is. name is. We don't know who he is. Who? I'm pretty interested to see what kind of character he might be. Yeah, I am as well. What do you, but who do you reckon the king will be? What do you reckon he'll be like? Is he like going to be like the son of God? He can't be the son of God. No, God doesn't really... God can't have sex with a woman. God can't have sex, can he? No. I think he'll be probably really rich. He'll probably buy his way in. But that's yeah, fine, because yeah. he might be all right. Like a Kennedy or something. Yeah, something like that. I think he's going to have claws. Oh, do you think he'll be like an X-Man? Yeah, I think he'll be like... I think he'll be like a... like. I think it'll have powers. I think it'll have claws and like maybe two heads. Yeah. And one of them will be, a, they'll be like good cop, bad cop. Because yeah. then it's like the personification of evil and good or whatever. That's yeah, like yeah, quite exactly, a good thing exactly. to have a leader. Yeah. Then it's not, you know what they're doing at all times. So maybe, well, actually, they're not both claws. Mm-hmm. One of them is, he's like half and half. Yeah. So one of them is, one of his faces is evil uh-huh. and his hand has got claws, but the other one, the face is good. And instead of, uh, fingers, it's lollipops. Oh, lollipops! That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. If and he, if and any... he goes up to all the children in the in the town and goes, "Suck, suck on my fingers." Suck on my fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah. Um, if any of the listeners want to draw that and send it to us, uh, why are you always asking them to draw shit? I just think that if if they draw things, I can fully properly judge what kind of person they are, how intelligent they are, how skilled <laughs> they are, and stuff. And then for no reason at all, I might come and give you a visit. Uh, that'd be pretty nifty. I think he'll. I think he'll be pretty powerful. So that's interesting that David from David and Goliath, a story we all know, mm-hmm. is a great ancestor of another character in the Bible who we all know. Yeah, except who, well, we who we're yet to meet. Yeah, yeah, who we all should know. We'll, 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 we'll get there. Who? 
All right, shall we carry that on to the... That's it. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm so... T- I feel like I've shouted a lot today. Yeah, you have. But it's because I've had you it You were all... shouting at that old woman outside my flat. You shouted yeah. at that little boy when he was out there going, please, sir, I haven't got enough money for my hostel. You're like, go back, boy. Go back. You go away. Well, I'm dictator. You will not be allowed here. No. I just... I've had a stressful month, sorry. What's been stressful about your month? Just everything that happened before. And then my kids are still over there. Yeah. Little Bezabel. Bezabel. Yeah, that's what I call all three of them together. Oh, by the way, Bible Corp, thank you so much for everything. Thank you so much, Thank Bible you so Corp. much for everything. We're really, really kind. You are wonderful and everyone Really great it. peeps. Absolutely. But seriously, though, what the fuck? I don't know. I think it's fine. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're fine for now. We'll just carry on as per... We'll just keep doing it. Yeah. No, but now there's the new dynamic of being like married or whatever. It's fine. Yeah, fine. Right. Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. Guys. It's been what? an adventure. Great return. We have return. come back. Yeah. With an absolute mental addition. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Hopefully they had fun. This is the second coming of the show, I'd say. Yeah. 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 Well, no, and that. now I'm about to have my second coming of the day, if you don't mind. Hey! Ding! <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay. Do be kind to each other. Yeah, please do be kind. Um, to, to us as well. Just be kind. Be kind. All we need is just for people to be kind. Why can't you just be kind? Why can't you just give a homeless man some money and um, then tell him because of us? Yeah, that's, let's do that. Buy Sean's album and go and see him on tour. And support Elliot's short film and go and see him at your local political centre. If it exists. Are my opinions that bad? What? Are my political opinions? They're not even political opinions. It's opinions about society. You're saying that I'm he, saying that most saying problems that in society that, come down to the fact that, that some people are stupid, but they're louder than everyone else. I think the, what your problem seems to be with the lack of education amongst people. Yes. And your solution is to... teach to, them better. No, it's to kind of put them into camps where they're told exactly what they need to be told by you. No, I'm teaching them facts, and then their good opinions you're never going to get... That. People are never going to believe facts. People don't believe facts. People, there are people who think the Bible isn't real. The Bible's real. I've been reading it. You never, t- you never, you never teach those people. There's always been those people, though. Right. They're no, they're no, they're no different to any other age. They're not. I don't think. It does feel like people are getting very stupid. W- b- b- yeah, but I don't know. I think they always were there. I think they were always there. They just they're always there, but now they're given a platform, which is what I don't like. What? But who's giving them their platform, though? Uh, it's just social media. Yeah, it might be social media. It might be the politicians that allow them to vote. Well, see, see that is a dangerous opinion. No, it isn't. <laughs> so who, who doesn't get to vote? Because we're now, as who a doesn't country, get to vote? we're now, as a country, doing something that no one knows if it's real or if it exists because no one knew anything about it before. Yeah, of course. But literally, the winning side is the one that nobody understands. Yeah, of course. Doesn't that prove that the thick people voted too much? Yeah, of course. But what are you going to do? You can't stop them voting. Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I fucking can. <laughs> I don't understand why we have to keep having debates with people when we should just be... The thing is, you're so close to saying the right thing and then it gets so dark. <laughs> why? You're like, I, I don't know why we don't just take all the politicians who we don't trust and tell them exactly what we want them to do and if they don't agree with that, then they all get thrown in the Thames. Would it be great promotion for the podcast? That would be great promotion. Thanks for being here, everyone. Bye. <laughs>
you know, if, if there's anyone out there who thinks differently from you, dob them in. Dob them in to Commander Elliot. <laughs> dob them in oh, to c- Colonel Fallows. Oh, Colonel Fallows, I quite like that. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Oh, got an erection.